0: This is a podcast about a podcast where they podcast about a podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like a donut hole. It's a donut hole. Within no, I liked, donut your hole. I liked yours better. <laughs> I like yours better. No, it it's not even a, super... a play about a play about a play. It's not even three layers deep.
1: It is three layers deep. It's four.
0: Barely three layers. Maybe deep. five. It's a movie about a play. About a play.
1: Let's just get to the podcast. Oh,
0: Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin.
1: What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? And sometimes films
0: I like. Films that inspire creativity.
1: that inspire hope. I'm going to see
0: the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm going to build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore.
1: Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now yeah, I'm thinking I'm back.
0: We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Okay, I'll fix it. You better. All right, and I better not hear my stupid idea on there either. (laughs) Oh no, would I do that? (laughs) Okay, Dougie. Yeah. Asteroid City tonight. What a cluster of an intro. Yes, it was. That was a really good. I cannot wait to hear how you edited that together because it really needed some work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: We needed some
0: work. Going from.
1: I will tell you the problem. (laughs) It is very difficult to try to introduce this movie. (laughs) It is quite a movie. Asteroid City. Starring Tom Hanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've been excited to talk about this movie with you because... I just... I think you're going to
1: be let down.
0: (laughs) I'm already let down. Um... Asteroid City is the most recent and ninth feature film, I think, from Wes Anderson. Yes. Uh, who has made classics such as Bottle Rocket, The Royal Tenenbaums.
1: Isle of Dogs.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, I can't remember. Steve Zissou. Something about Steve Zisu. That's what one of the ones. Is. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, Life Aquatic. Oh. Uh,
1: I must have missed that one.
0: <laughs> and then some more some less classic but more uh audience favored Moonrise Kingdom and the Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. And then one that was very close to making my top ten last year, uh the French Dispatch.
1: I have not uh seen a lot of those movies, Kevin. <laughs> Nor after and- this one am I
0: excited to <laughs> i that's really too bad there's a lot of fun in these movies uh but i'm uh
1: i'm gonna have to agree with you
0: there okay okay i'm excited but before we get into our likes or dislikes any farther i think we all know what the sound means it's time for the old man
1: Asteroid City is a Wes Anderson movie about a city and an asteroid and a lot of great actors with small, unimportant parts and small actors with important parts. And I think there's an alien or maybe there's not. And then,
0: really, Kevin, no idea. (laughs) All right. All right, Dougie. That's good enough. Uh... I knew this was going to bother you. I knew this was going to bother you. This is a Wes Anderson film. The story is as non-existent as possible. And I knew that... I'm I, glad that you I said that. I knew that you could would just not be able to get past this. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you said that. Uh, maybe I'll let you finish your thought, and then I'll tell you why I'm glad.
0: No, no go ahead. Just tell me. <laughs>
1: tell, uh, so... And I think you have hit this on the head before. Uh, I need stories to make sense to me. I need them to be... I don't need them to be simple. They could be very complicated. Now, The more complicated, the better, I think. Mm-mm. But <laughs> I need them to be finished. And I need them to be a story. But that's not what Wes Anderson does. And you can see by just watching this, these that everybody seems to love him. He's got a cast of thousands here. <laughs> um, I'm only sort of exaggerating. He's yes. got some great big movie names. talent, yeah. But it's not. It doesn't really seem to have a story. And I've been trying since I watched this a couple of days ago to kind of read up and see what was the story. And I and I listened to a couple of different guys who who were clear that they could explain the story, except there isn't a story. Right. So, thanks for listening today, guys. We appreciate your uh... <laughs> roll credits.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so all right. So, you're you uh, you must be what? Maybe a year or two away uh from the the, the next stage in your movie criticism journey. He started out, I like the natural and remember the titans. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, you're not wrong. You started watching more movies and you started appreciating things that had sad endings and even movies you didn't necessarily enjoy or have a great time at. You started Uh, to understand the importance of. I even Maybe watched a couple of scary movies. Films. Yeah. No, that's uh, true. You I the, have evolved. Your number one movie of the year last year was a war film which is not on your list not and typically. a foreign film at that which is one which is a list you may have never even breached until you started <laughs> being a, a a movie critic of sorts. Yes. So I'm excited for the I'm I'm excited and impatiently waiting for the next phase to come. Well, where you am getting closer. <laughs> I know. I can tell the I way know. you rate some of these films and the way you're you're discussing you, the the true inner critic is trying is trying to get out. Yes. You're just you're just I'm not holding quite, him back because you're not quite he's willing. <laughs> you just don't want to be. You don't want to admit to yourself that you like art. You <laughs> art. Uh, you're so close though, which is really funny because I love art. <laughs> But you, you, but yes. But, but you have a really hard time accepting film as art and not story. You're correct. Yeah. absolutely correct. Um, but no, you do. You do like art. Uh, you you enjoy arting yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. You've always been a a dr- a drawer. Uh, you know, with with uh, drawings you've done for your classes and. Birthday Friends cards are always yeah. written, drawn little cartoon characters, and yes. you know, so like, I love yeah, doing that. You do you you appreciate art, but there's a disconnect when you go to the movie that it's it's if it's not a story or not quite completely understandable, you have a hard time grasping it. But something like a Wes Anderson, and I feel like such a pretentious dweeb. Why? saying it but like something like a wes anderson movie is much more of an artwork than it is a traditional ah. film or storytelling you know yes because i'd agree with you there is a plot there is point a to point b we start with the wild black and white brian cranston introduction yes uh of at that
1: point i thought it was going to be like a twilight zone
0: right yeah and he introduces the playwright, played by Edward Norton. Yes. Right. You know, yes. right off the bat, two amazing actors with right. long long lists of oh my goodness, alkalic yeah. accolades or whatever <laughs> however you say that word. Um and then insert Jason Schwartzman, who is a Wes Anderson favorite. He's been working with Wes Anderson in basically everything forever. Yeah. Uh, he he is Augie. Yep.
1: I did not do the uh, the movie justice. That's about what it's about. Okay. Yeah, I'm, rundown.
0: I'm doing a a, a a little more of a rundown. Okay. And so we Why get the, do that. The Bryan Cranston character introduces the playwright who is writing a play called Asteroid City. Right. The playwright meets this actor who is going to become the main actor in the play. So then we get a flash back flash forward flash sideways into the play that he's writing yes which is the part that is in color and that is about a family uh, a a man who has a couple kids and they're on their way to this science convention where the son has a presentation uh and then and, and that's what the play is about and the the it's a science convention a bunch of kids uh, they, it's like a big science fair in the yeah. middle of the desert.
1: And it's an asteroid city and it's called that because there was a big asteroid that hit there.
0: Like Area 51, kind yeah. of. Yes. Like that kind of atmosphere. Ah, uh, very much so. Um, and, and so what happens is in this play converges a bunch of different people who have kids at this present, like at this uh, convention. Yeah, and some are just passers-by. Yeah, and, and that's what the play is about. And so every once in a while, the movie cuts out of the play, and there's some dialogue between Edward Norton and the actor, Jason Schwartzman, yes. who will be in the play later right, as right. Augie. And then every once in a while, there's a cut out of that to the Brian Cranston character who is doing some sort of narration to the audience of like, well, this is now the playwright is having a really hard time with this cut back to the playwright Yeah. cut back to the play w- w- as it in, envelops and then and and that's that's it that's the movie there's yeah that's the plot it's the the movie is really centered around these interactions between the characters uh Augie's wife has died yeah i was going to
1: say par- a, a good deal of the movie is centered around grief and how you handle grief mhm yeah
0: um he his wife has died but he hasn't told his kids yet um tom hanks plays this guy's father who's like you have to tell the kids and And i
1: think he is the woman who died i think it's his his daughter yeah yeah right yeah Yeah, it's his son-in-law yeah right right um
0: and we got Scarlett Johansson who's like a movie star who or a or a theater actor in the play.
1: Boy, she really nails being a movie star. Yeah. She Who would have
0: thought Scarlett
1: Johansson could
0: nail that role? Right. <laughs> She's so good. She is. Uh you got Jeffrey Wright who is uh who gets called in later as there is another asteroid/potential slash uh creature sighting yeah. and so the military gets called and they kind of get stuck there in right. this so that's the other thing that happens is at this science convention, a alien comes down in the play, and is that a spoiler? I don't think so, okay, fair enough, and that's why they're all he steals stuck the there. asteroid, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this little tiny asteroid yeah. too, which is also really funny, really funny,
1: although a asteroid that size would be quite heavy, right, yeah.
0: No one else can move it, right? Is, don't they make the point of that in the, in the movie? Uh, I don't remember. And then remember, the alien picks it up with one hand or something yeah, like right. that?
1: Yeah, right. Asteroids typically are very heavy. Yeah.
0: A yeah. little oh, science nerd. <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's the story. We're, we're watching, a, I mean... We're watching characters as they deal with grief, as you said, as right. with loneliness. The Scarlett Johansson character is very lonely. Uh, we got leave Schreiber, who I love Leave Schreiber, who is her is her husband, right? The Scarlett Johansson's character. I think it's her um, husband, but I honestly don't remember. Um And then yeah, we've got these kids who are scientists that have created some science projects and that's the movie and it's not very long
1: no blessedly
0: (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah you're just watching quirky characters with quirky camera shots with quirky and perfect costumes uh you're just watching everyone be kind of odd in this little world that doesn't exist except in the mind of this playwright that isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's it in a nutshell. So I don't Big understand
0: nutshell. why these, all these people can't explain to you what the movie's about. <laughs> I did it pretty fine. Uh, well, that's a matter of opinion. Good where, job, Kevin. Where do you think I went wrong? Is there am I missing something?
1: No, For real. I don't think their are movies about anything.
0: <laughs> what did I? But I just said what it was
1: about. No, you said some of the things that happened. You didn't say what it was about.
0: Oh w- well, since when have we been that podcast? <laughs> the existential crisis of <laughs> ah, the yes, humanity. Talk about this, <laughs> we we'll lower our
1: voices to speak of this. Yeah, sure. Is it fun? Is this movie fun?
0: I think it's fun. I do too. (laughs) I think watching other people live and experience is fun. Even if it's set up in a weird way where it's a play about a... It's a movie about a play about a science convention. Like, I think watching these characters is fun. I think they're interesting they're entertaining and i like watching it yeah i like listening to it i think the music is always very interesting in these movies pretty unique that's the thing there are only eight other movies that would remind you of this movie in the entire world and they're all and they're all made by wes anderson yeah yep
1: uh so I watched uh, at your uh, insistence. I watched uh, Isle of Dogs, and it, it, in my mind, was a better movie because there was more of a story. But it was it was also clever. It was funny. It was touching at times. Uh, but uh, so
0: I like Isle of Dogs. Yeah. Uh, I did not like Isle of Dogs as much as this one, but. Uh, I think it's totally fine. Well, A lot of people like Isle Dogs better than this movie. I think
1: probably this movie was not super well received. Yeah,
0: yeah. His movies are always hit and miss. Yeah, the the two that I can think of that everybody loves are Grand Budapest Hotel and Moonrise Kingdom. I think those are the two like most achievable or most attain relatable. Most audiences will be like, "Oh, I get this movie." So.
1: Let me give you a straight line here. What is the Budapest Hotel about? A hotel? Yeah. Thank you for that answer. What about it? Is
0: it... No, that's what it's about. It's about this hotel and the characters that go in and out. The owner and... uh, Interesting. Yeah. I might have to give that a try. Here's the thing, Dougie. There are like artsy-fartsy movies out there that are artsy-fartsy that... Uh, I would say uh, they could be a potentially pretentious for just for art's sake. Yeah, um, and then there are movies out there that are unique and visionary. Like the person who made them is definitely not just trying to be fancy. It's su- it's what he wanted to make, and this yeah. is this is a guy. Yeah, I think. And I really wanted to wait. We talked about we were going to do this last week, yeah, right. But then we decided to wait until you saw one more, at least one more Wes Anderson film, yeah. and we got Isle Dogs because it was free on Disney Plus, right? Uh,
1: and free is a very
0: good price, yes. Kevin. I think if you watch more of this guy's movies, aside from Bottle Rocket, which is his first one, and and, and aside from the T one. Darjeeling Limited. Hmm. Aside from those two, which are just kind of way too abstract, I think you'll enjoy most, if not all, of them.
1: Well, I promise Kevin to try some more of his movies <laughs> someday in the future. Do I have to put my hand down now?
0: <laughs> I think, I think you, if you give it a try, I think you might like it. Do you want to do likes and dislikes? Yeah, then? yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I love I mean we've I've kind of been going through it. I love the characters. I think it's a fun world to inhabit. I think it's a fun world to watch go through. Uh, that's one thing about Wes Anderson's films that I really like. I like his characters and I like how serious the actors take the, their roles. Look at Tom Hanks. He takes his role very seriously. Yes. Uh, as does Scarlett Johansson. And Jason Schwartz. they all love being there and i love being there i think because they love being there i and think they, it shows
1: and they must love working with this guy because that is a treasure trove of of main actors yeah
0: it, it's uh
1: okay so that was that your like
0: one of your likes that's one of them um there are these little odd what something you get used to with uh Wes Anderson is these little odd animations. Uh that look hand drawn almost like on paper and they just kind of randomly put into uh, <laughs> the film. Yeah, yeah. I think that those are fun. I think it's lighthearted. I, I what I like about this movie is it's lighthearted fun. It's lighthearted dialogue, it's interesting, it's it always makes me smile. These movies make me smile. His, this movie made me smile. I'm not always a big Jason Schwartzman fan, but I liked him in this. In fact, I almost didn't recognize him in yeah, this. Yes,
1: he was, he was really good.
0: Uh, ScarJo, we kind of already talked about. She's always so good. I don't think she's ever made a bad movie, has she? Uh, <laughs> well, probably. <But laughs> <All right. laughs> um, I wish there's a bunch of cameos in this. Uh, I wish there had been more Tilda Swinton. Yeah. I love Tilda Swinton. She's always so funny. She plays some really
1: odd characters. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking of uh, her character in uh, 3,000 Nights of. Mm-hmm. What is it? 3,000 Nights of Ye- Long? 3,000 Years of Long. Th- yeah. Um, yeah. So, you want to know what I liked? Yeah, I do. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I. I liked. I, I really liked the colors. Yes. In the movie, the all the all the when they f- go to the movie itself, when they're shooting the movie, they really capture uh, just this broad array of colors that's really quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. Um, I did like uh, s- some of the acting that you already mentioned. Uh, I like the way they captured the some of the angst of the 60s where they were worried about area 51 and you know uh, Martians mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um, these kids going to the science fair and and them' all getting trapped there and the military showing up to keep them there because right. who knows what's going on here and uh, so there were parts of this i liked quite a bit yeah in fairness
0: (laughs) i thought there must be yeah i understand this isn't the next great american novel but you know (laughs) there's there's almost no twists and turns i think for my dislikes i think i'm maybe maybe you don't agree or couldn't care less but I think the it was unnecessary to be a play within a play like That's fine. It's just he wrote it, not me, but I was happy with the story that was in in the in the play. Like in the asteroid city. I didn't yeah. necessarily need all the cutbacks to uh Edward Norton. Yeah, the writer who the i like. talking. And then
1: Although I love the line where he comes out and he goes, I really don't understand this play. Yeah, and the guy goes, I don't either.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like the Brian Cranston introduction, but I guess the the continuation of like going back and forth, I thought was maybe uh, unnecessary. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. That's interesting because that is also a dislike of mine. Now let me t- say. It was a really clever way to start it, yeah. But i I completely agree that it was not necessary. It was a little distracting, actually, because you're, if you're supposed to be believing the story that's going on in Asteroid City, then you interrupt it. I think he was trying to be clever, and he was clever. It just didn't work for
0: me. Yeah. There's a, I'm I'm trying to think I, – I want to do this as a segment, but I'm trying to think of other movies that have that kind of device. Mm. The one I can think of right off the top of my head is The Big Lebowski. I'm having trouble remembering The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski starts with this old man who's saying, we're going to watch The Big Lebowski. And all this studio's films burned up, but we were able to find one last copy it's like a oh. it's like a OPB introduction to this long lost film that had been discovered. Yeah. And it's very similar to the Brian Cranston introduction oh, that's about Yeah. Ah. But I was trying to think it might be too obscure to find some stuff like that, but but yeah, it, I don't think it never works. I just it just didn't work for me. I don't know his the beginning half even if we had just done Brian Cranston to the Edward Norton to the play and stayed there. Yeah, absolutely. That would that, have been fine.
1: That's the way I, I would have done it had I been clever enough to think of that first idea. But yeah, I would have I would have done exactly that. I wouldn't have come back and forth. Because for weak minded people like myself, it's distracting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well- so Do you have any other dislikes, or is that pretty much it?
0: Not really. Um, I don't don't love aliens, just in general. Um, Well, it was a little weird to have an
1: alien, actually. And
0: I smiled and laughed. I get the joke and stuff, but that's just not necessarily my cup of tea. Uh, But it adds to... uh,
1: For me, it just adds to the confusion, because it never really dealt with the why and how of it right he just showed up (laughs) (laughs) because because west wanted to do that and it's his movie well it's edward norton's character's play yeah oh that's right (laughs) west didn't have anything
0: to do with it yeah (laughs) um i guess i would have wanted actually i would have wanted more
1: question for you and i i should know this answer uh
0: did Wes Anderson write it as well? I think so. Yeah, he did. He, I just double checked. He did write and direct and produce. Yeah, he's
1: I mean, he's a talented guy. Which
0: he does for most of his stuff. Sounds like it.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. Who's the other who's the other director we just talked about recently who gets everybody to just come out of the woodwork to work with him?
0: Oh man, we well, yeah we just talked yeah recently about it. I yeah, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, they they exist. They're they're out there.
1: Yeah, they're just guys who appear to say, "Look, I got a movie. You want to be in it?" They're, like, "Yep, yep, yeah, sign me up." <laughs>
0: yeah, I wonder who's still auditioning for <laughs> Wes Anderson, or yeah, like okay. if Wes Anderson just has like, "Hey, will you send uh, Tom Hanks's?" People a message saying I'd like him to be in this movie. Yeah, and I need him for seven days. Yeah, shooting. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I I again. I think I think I've just about spoken all I wanted to say about the movie. Yeah, I've
1: spoken more than I wanted to say. <laughs> well
0: you were just annoyed that this was supposed to be a longer episode as opposed to just a sip. yeah you were like can we make this one a 15 minute episode yeah i don't
1: think i have 15 minutes of material
0: uh it's i mean realistically i bet we end somewhere around the same range yeah uh as of of a rating but you didn't have that much to say against it really no if you listen back to our conversation right uh
1: yeah, it's going to be one of those films, to, do I look at it as like a film critic, or do I look at it as an old man with uh,
0: the old man and the brute? Yeah, but why can't that be both? Well, it's it, getting there. It's getting close. It's, it's closer, clo- but it's not quite there. Okay. <laughs> I, had a, I had a good time. I liked the characters. I laughed a lot. Two. It's a two out of five. I didn't get it. That was me being you You're mocking me (laughs) Uh, Well let's 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 take that away And let's just get to it And rate Asteroid City
1: You're not here We're not there Come get the girls I have to stay here with Woodrow Where are you? Asteroid City Junior stargazers and space cadets Each year we celebrate Asteroid Day
0: Some of our information about outer space May no longer be completely accurate Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy? Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know.
1: I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How do you look like at we're it? doomed.
0: Maybe we are.
1: I've just informed the president.
0: How long can they keep us in asteroid city? The world will never be the same. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. I don't
1: know what train You
0: wanna say it? Huh? Did I say yes? Freight train, freight train. Going so fast. All right.
1: Well, would you like to go first or no, would you like I me to go, you first? to go first? Well, uh, there there wasn't enough for me to really like the movie. So uh <laughs> I <laughs> you almost you almost uh, imitated me completely. Almost, Kevin, but not quite because I'm going to say this this movie is a this movie is a 3 and I'm not going to recommend it if you're a big person who wants to wants a story. How about that? That uh, okay. <laughs> it's a 3 with no story.
0: <laughs> this is not my favorite of his work. Um I'm really curious how you're coming down. I think there's better. I think Wes's films are better, including The French Dispatch, which I really loved last year. Uh, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou—that's the movie I couldn't think of the full name. Uh, That one is wild. I watched that movie first and hated it. And my friend was like, "You hated it? How could you have hated it?" That was the first Wes Anderson movie I ever watched. I said, "This is garbage. Like, it was supposed to be funny." Bill Murray is the lead, and it's not funny at all. And my friend, uh, his name's Tyler, was like, "You got to watch it again." And I did, and I went, "Oh, I do get it." I laughed, uh, I laughed, and then I went on a on a journey and watched the Royal Tenenbaums. So nice. uh, So yeah, I do understand. What you're saying, I also understand, I actually understand your reaction having this have been your first Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Uh, it could have been worse. It could have been the way I reacted, and you hated it. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad there's at least a chance and a, and a slight interest in maybe some of his other work. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> as a budding young uh, art critic, <laughs> I must pursue my craft.
0: I'm rating this a three and a
1: half out of five. I'm a little surprised it's not a four for you, but that's a good rating, I think. I mean,
0: it's fun. It's a fun, lighthearted. Like you said, what what is that's that's okay. Uh, I there's other characters I would have hung hung out with more uh, yeah. that don't do anything else like Paddle, pa, uh, Patterson. You know that bus driving movie. That, right. you know there's. I I just I did I like the characters but I'm not I'm not raving about this movie felt like you were (laughs) that's not even true (laughs) (laughs) okay all right Uh, so that's a three and a half and a three I think those are fair ratings I think so I think so cool well uh, stay tuned after this little break we have a segment coming up yeah Dougie. Yes. It's time for one brew two. Nice. Now this one, we kind of went back and forth on what we wanted to do. Cause I really wanted to do movies that introduced their own movies like the big Lebowski right. or this one. Yeah. But that was too hard to Google and figure things out. And I couldn't think of anything besides the Typing. big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 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 that was funny uh i didn't i googled it a couple of times but i didn't know what to call it, it what do you call yeah, it no it
1: really wasn't showing up <laughs> so a bad decide, time that's yeah, what i'm here for that was
0: funny maybe mad <laughs> 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 uh so we decided to just go with the blanket phrase fourth wall movies yeah. that acknowledge that it's a movie they break, they the, break fourth the fourth wall. wall right they invite the audience in a little bit well why don't you go first Then i know you're excited for this <laughs> okay my first one is amelie which if you haven't seen it it is a fantastic film it, it, early 2000s uh it's french so you have to watch it subtitled but oh my gosh it is so delightful and she breaks the character throughout, just kind of here and there, n- nods and speaks to it, and yes. it invites us on this journey. Uh, it's wonderful. I really love Amelie. Yes, your turn.
1: Uh yeah. You know, I was going to mention that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's is, is she's not a movie. But, no, uh, in case no, she she's didn't not know that, but. She is the queen of the side eye of the breaking the fourth wall, even in Indiana Jones. She sort of does almost, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, um, and
0: I mean, her whole series, Fleabag, is fourth wall,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, I told you that I, I was going to probably do Blazing Saddles because every Mel Brooks film breaks the fourth wall, pretty much, moment. yeah, and Blazing Saddles really, really does that at the end where they're all in a movie theater there there are movies on the on the screen and they're in the audience fighting and right yeah going through parking lots and stuff like that the
0: back lots in hollywood yeah Yeah, for sure that's a great bit
1: yeah you know the other one i thought about though kevin is um i can't think of the name of the movie but it's millie bobby brown in uh She's doing, she's uh, Sherlock Stranger Holmes' sister. Oh,
0: oh, Enola Holmes.
1: Yeah, and she ma- majorly breaks the fourth wall, and it works. The first film does. The yeah. second film doesn't work as well, but right. she really does it in the first one. Anyway, so I'm going to get my five or six films <laughs> in here. All right, let's <laughs> well, hear your next one.
0: Uh, I mean, you'd mentioned Blazing Saddles, and I said, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mentioned Monty Python. Or not? no, I mentioned. We, uh, Robin Hood Men and Tights oh, yeah, yeah. when they reference Blazing Saddles breaking right. the fourth wall. Yeah, in, that's pretty funny. Uh, bla- hey, it worked. And... Yeah. A black sheriff worked in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's so funny in that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm glad Mel got some love because he's if, if Phoebe's the queen, he might be the king. Yeah. Uh, but the second one I was going to bring up is monty python oh. and the holy grail yes uh john cleese yes and oh yeah the whole gang yeah. uh but towards the end uh you can see the camera the-, the cameras are on camera and there's cars in the oh, that's right in the in the hunt as they're I mean, you know running- i may have been thinking about that when you were talking about uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they walk right through the camera, and there's, like, tourists that are on screen. And, like, yeah, so that's, that's very much a breaking the yeah. fourth wall. And that's fun. It is. It really it, is fun. It, when used properly. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. So my last one is a little bit of foreshadowing, Kevin. Oh. Because my last one I'm going to mention is the Barbie movie, which definitely breaks... The fourth wall. Yes, it does. And quite well. Yes. Yes. In one line in particular, which I can't tell you. (laughs) Okay, I can tell you. So Barbie, played by the beautiful Margot Robbie. Yes. Robbie, sorry. Is supposed to be crying because she's ugly. Yes. And the narrator says... Helen Mirren. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Says, who does a great job. We'll get back to that. Says, note to casting directors, if you want someone to appear to be ugly, don't cast
0: Marlon Robbie. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Comes out of nowhere. Now, Dougie, I know we haven't talked about it tonight, but uh, I'm hoping that maybe you could find a few... Uh, moments to write a review of the next Wes Anderson film you watch. Ooh, um, no pressure,
1: right? No pressure, no mm-hmm. pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm just,
0: I just, I just locked you into having to watch. Yeah. another one. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, I'll um, give
1: it a shot. I'll be if I can find one for
0: free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be curious if you can. Uh, I'll be curious what you think if you get around to it. Yes, but uh, yeah, I'll, so I'll give it a try. There, I don't know, There might be. A, there's a handful of things up on the Nest now. Uh, so if you're interested, yeah. make sure you're and going gonna and be more. check them out. Are we all out of merchandise now? No, we got merchandise. Oh, I forgot we were going to use that on the TikTok because I just That's ordered right. some. Yeah, uh, But we did not. But yeah, we have merch at yeah. onebrewover.com forward slash merch. Yes. Uh, the sweatshirt is super comfy.
1: It looks super comfy. I haven't actually seen one yet. Well, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, till next week. All right.
1: One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and
0: hosted by Kevin and Doug Zayn. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Duh Brew
1: for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at onebrewover. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com.
0: Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a
0: friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zaid.
1: For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.